With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What do the Maple Leafs have to do to consider their season successful? Will the Canadians be able to survive without Carey Price for another season? Are there some unrealistic expectations for the Winnipeg Jets? What's our expectations for Nazem Kadri? And should the Edmonton Oilers be considered legitimate Stanley Cup contenders? You know, the NFL had the chance to do the right thing. I believe that the NFL was going to be on the right side of history for the first time ever. Unfortunately, the NFL did what the NFL does. The impact that they've had on Toronto FC, it, it's undeniable. I understand that you have to defend your quarterback. I understand that you just can't come out and, you know, say, well, you know, we don't want Deshaun anyways. I understand. I get it. I have to do this because I have to appreciate it. Yes, and we're back. Welcome to Ray's Sports Rant. I'm Ray Rout, sitting in that director's chair for the Dean Blundell Network at DeanBlundell.com. Thanks, everybody, who's tuning in today. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube, you smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel and never miss an episode of Ray's Sports Rant or the Who's Got Next podcast. You can also find tons of great sports content over at DeanBlundell.com. And that includes from the guy that I am introducing you to here today, my boy Griff, who I meant to ask him how to pronounce his last name before we started the show. I'm going to take a stab at it. I'm going to butcher it. But my guest today is Griff. Oh, my God. Bordnian. I'm sorry, Griff. Uh, we'll ask him when he comes on. Uh, he's one of our hockey puck writers over at the Dean Bundell Network. He's the host of the WIC Football Talk podcast. Uh, you can check him out on TikTok. He does a lot of some uh, good sports betting videos over there uh, at Griff Sports Talk. And you can also follow him on Twitter at Mr. Griffin B. So, yeah. So we're going to bring Griff on to talk some hockey because if anybody knows me, the ice game confuses me a little bit. I played hockey for years. Don't get me wrong. I played hockey till I was 25 years old. And then I had enough of it for various reasons. One of them being that in the middle of July, during a Euro Cup, I had a two-hour drive up north and heard about the Toronto Maple Leafs on Sports Talk Radio for two hours. Two fucking hours. I got hockeyed out. I've also never understood a sport that you have guys on the team who are only there to fight. Oh. Your team's losing? Go out and fight. Spend your 30 seconds. But I watch highlights. I watch clips. I kind of know what's going on. There's some good hockey players out there. 
And I understand that my fellow Canadians, you love your ice hockey. So let's bring in, and I'm not going to say his last name again and just butcher it. Let's bring in Griff. Griff, welcome to the show, sir. Let's go. Thank you very much. You were close enough on the last name. But fun fact about me right now, I'm wearing a shirt for the one team you didn't mention in your intro, and that would be the Vancouver Canucks. So just a quick shout out to all Canucks Army out there. So the reason we're not talking about the Vancouver Canucks, if you want the real and honest reason, when I was doing my research for this uh, interview, because you know I'm not a hockey guy, so I had to do my research. There was nothing interesting to talk about recently about the Vancouver Canucks as I was reading articles. Every article was like, three reasons that they're going to be more improved this year, two reasons for this. So I just, you know, I, I, I skipped over them, but we've agreed this is going to be a regular thing between you and I. So I'm sure there'll be lots of Vancouver Canucks. Are you a Canucks fan? No, I am not. I just got the shirt when uh, my mom was out in BC. She got, was out there. She got me the shirt. Like, that's all I like wearing diff. There's certain teams I won't wear, but there are some teams I'll wear and yeah, it's a cool, pretty cool shirt. Just as Vancouver got the worker right there. And, there you have it. Now you're a Mississauga kid. Are you a Leaf fan? Yes. Yes. All right. So, so let me get into my first Leafs question for you then. Okay. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, Griff, I don't know if you know this, they're one of the favorites to win the Stanley Cup this season. Uh, but when you look at the team they put together, they really should be. However, as a lot of diehard, miserable Toronto Maple Leafs fans know, Toronto's been awful in the playoffs. And uh, they've never seen over the last two, three years to take that next step that makes you think, okay, next year is going to be the year that they do it. I think it's fair to say that some Maple Leafs fans would just be satisfied winning a playoff series. But when you take everything into consideration, the poor history of the Leafs in the playoffs, the roster they put together, having one of the best players in the NHL and Austin Matthews on your lineup. What do the Maple Leafs have to do for their season to be considered successful this year? See, the thing is, it's not like a certain player has to play well or a certain person has to do this. It's all up here. Something that goes very unnoticed, no matter the sport, the mental aspect. Now I know mental health is starting to become a thing in everyday culture now where people start to recognize it more. But the on-ice mental hurdles is something that's been hurting this team for years because it's always like – if you go back to game one in 2021 when John Tavares had his very unfortunate injury, that rattled the team. You could tell that it mentally hit them, that just the overall impact of the incident. And then from there it went down and they lost the game. Game six, they were up, and then they squander the lead, and then they just get chance after chance after chance. But then Braden Point gets one chance and they fire at home. Same thing happened – in game five and game six last year against Montreal. So for me, I've been saying this for years that if they, and now more so that I'm more of a degenerate gambler, but if they were to ever win a game seven or clinch a first round win in the playoffs, I am running to my nearest sports book and placing the future on them to win the cup. Because I believe like the Colorado Avalanche did this past spring and the Capitals did in 2018, both were second round hurdles. But if the Leafs exercise their first round demons, I think it's just they're going all the way. You know, it's that monkey off your back. It's the pulling the sword out of the stone for all you Disney adults out there. It's just one of those things. It's like, and back to my original point, Matthews can go out there and score 50 again in the regular season. It means, and am I able to, if I curse for a second, is that okay? Fuck yes. It means fuck all because all people remember, like, look, Matthews had an excellent season. Rocket. Ted Lindsay, heart. It meant fuck all in the end when 
you don't win in the playoffs. It was deflating, sure, but then now it's such a different look team to where it's like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But it's that problem where it's like, okay, we need to fix something, but we don't know what. So you start just like ripping parts out of the car and everything like that to where it's like, okay, now what do we do? Basically, it's throwing shit at a wall and hoping that it sticks. That's honestly my metaphor for the Leafs this year when it comes to especially the goaltending situation. Is there is there pressure, or should I say, is deceit hot for Brandon Shanahan and uh, help me here, the the GM Kyle Dubas. Uh, Kyle Dubas. Sorry, I almost called him Ross Atkins, and that's why I knew I, I knew I was wrong there. So I was trying to figure it out. I knew it was Dubas. I did actually write an article about this for DeanBlundell.com a little while ago, and I was like, I don't even need to be a Leaf fan to understand that this first round knockout is a problem for Toronto. And I mean, I think about, so you and I, what we both have in common, the way we met before we were both the part of the Dean Blundell network, we we're both Patriot fans. And I, I hosted a podcast for five years called the Deer Pats Nation podcast, which I've of course moved on from, you know, shout out to, to one of the greatest, you know, the thing that launched my career, but I've moved on, but that's how we connected. I did a couple things in your show. And we talked about last year the ridiculousness of Bill Belichick being on the hot seat or the Boston media perceiving him to be on the hot seat. So I was very cautious going into that article because, like, man, I don't want to be one of those Toronto media guys that are like, oh, they're on the hot seat, it's on fire, and this and that. But, I mean, the carousel of goaltenders again, right? They're they're starting fresh again. It's like every year they're starting fresh. They had Freddie Anderson a couple years ago, right? Then they had Buddy last year, who's now, I believe, in Ottawa, Right. Um, they're their goalie from last year, correct? Jack Campbell, and he's in Edmonton now. Sorry, Edmonton. Jack Campbell goes to Edmonton. And and then now they they've got, you know, now they brought in the Ottawa goalie who yeah, they're hoping is gonna bounce back, who actually used to be a, a, a solid keeper in the NHL. And and another guy, two guys that are trying to kind of bring their careers back and trying to battle it out. So I'm thinking if it's a first round knockout again, and goaltending is the problem again, uh they got it. There's got to be some changes made, right? No MLSC. They can't stay the, the boat, I guess they'd call it. If Matt Murray is the reason why, then yes, Dubas is going down with that ship. The biggest hurdle with Matt Murray is after he won his two cups in February, 2018, not a lot of people remember this, but his dad actually passed away. So it's been ever since then. I've always said this when he struggled, I think it's a huge mental block for him as well. Like I said, losing your father's unspeakable tragedy that I hope you or I don't experience for a very, very long time. But it's just one of those things where, like, I think for him it's a huge mental hurdle. He needs that chance. My hot take for the season is that Ilya Samsonov is going to become that bona fide number one goalie. He had the potential in Washington. He never really enveloped. That's the other thing about me too, folks. I also am a Capitals fan. I am, an, like you see, a uh, LeBron sexuals out there. I'm that, but for Alex Ovechkin, just I won't defend him to the death. Um, so I've gotten to know Samsonov a bit. He is a good goalie. He's looking for a second chance, but he's also on a prove-it deal. He's signed one year, $1.8 million. There's not a very, like the ceiling's not exactly high for him. Meanwhile, Murray, you got all the pressure in the world coming on you. Jack Campbell was a fan favorite. I did this because, look, I love Jack Campbell. One of the nicest guys in the NHL. He's now in Edmonton. That's another uh, thing on its own. But like I said, going, I just wanted to bring that up with the goaltenders. But at the end of the day, if Matt Murray is the one to choke away, yeah, he should be. Will he be, though? I don't know. Because I think at the end of the day, until ownership gets involved, because, like, you know, they say, we know this is Pat's fans. Robert Kraft lets Belichick 
do his thing because he knows, hey, he gets the benefit of the doubt. Meanwhile, you see other owners like with Vancouver, Canucks fans will notice the Aquilinis sometimes get too involved. The Pagula is down in Buffalo, get a little too involved. Until Larry Tannenbaum gets involved and just, you know, cuts the head off the top of the snake, I think Shanahan and Dubas are safe until something comes up or they get swept in four in the playoffs. But who knows how that's going to be. But the only thing I'll say for Leafs fans is it's not going to be easy this year because the Atlantic division is stacked and there are teams that are coming. All right, so let's move on to another Atlantic team. I believe they're Atlantic. Now this is me trying to pretend like I know hockey. The three Eastern Canada teams are all in the Atlantic. Yes. All right. All right. So I was right. Um, news broke a couple weeks ago that Carey Price was going to miss the entire season for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, this, of course, coming after a year where we only saw Price play five games total for an unrelated reason last season. Uh, last year, Montreal came dead last in the NHL. Will the Canadians be able to survive without Price, or should Habs fans expect another rough season? I'm going to say this. I know I'm a Leafs fan, but if you're a Montreal fan, hope for a rough season because this draft coming up, and this is an article actually I want to write for your site soon. I actually just did this bunch of other ones I've done, but this upcoming draft is one worth tanking for. You've got Connor Bedard. You've got Mitch Koff out of Russia, very talented Russian prospect. You've got Adam Fantelli, someone who I've actually seen play in AAA up here for the Toronto Red Wings. It's a, very, it's a AAA uh, organization up in Toronto, very well established. They play at a Chesswood Arena right near um, Yorkdale Mall. So I'm saying this right now, part as a Leafs fan, but part as a hockey realist. If you're Montreal, look, just bite the bullet. Hope for the best. Hope the kids kind of improve. They just did sign Kirby Dock to the deal. They got Sean Monaghan. I came on here a couple weeks ago and spoke to you about that. But if you're Montreal, just bottom out. Honestly, there's no point really, because like I said, with the Atlantic, we'll get to the other team in a second, but you have Detroit, you have Buffalo, who are emerging. They are, their rebuilds are here, and the ceiling for them to break through is right there waiting for them. They have tons of prospect depth on both organizations. It's just a matter of what they do with it. And then you have Boston, Florida, Toronto, Tampa, four true beasts in the east i know boston's on what they once were but they're still going to be in that playoff mix same with florida even though they may have gotten worse this offseason and then obviously toronto's toronto and then we know what tampa's made out of two cups in three years it's not that bad so if i'm montreal you know what embrace pain carry price's career is probably done but at the end of the day one of the greatest montreal canadians goaltenders of all time and in my opinion he is a hockey hall of famer i know people say oh he didn't win an nhl cup or this or that it's not the nhl hall of fame it's the hockey hall of fame. No, absolutely. Except that they left out Paul Henderson. Uh, listen, okay. A couple of weeks ago. So you guys heard it here first. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens should tank this season. If they do, we know it's rigged. We know it's fixed. And we know that Griff has it inside with ownership in Montreal. And we will, we will flag that beautifully. Um, that's a joke. Smile. Come on. For those in the auto podcast. Not watching the video, Griff just stared at me like I was the devil. Look, a couple weeks ago, the reason I brought you on a couple weeks ago to talk was because Nazem Kadri had signed with the Calgary Flames. And uh, he was the last sort of really big free agent left on the market. Since then, we've seen him celebrate his championship with the Colorado Avalanche. He brought the Stanley Cup to a Muslim mosque, which was fucking awesome. Such a big step forward for hockey. You know what I mean? Away from that whole... Caucasian anglified Christian angle that usually happens. It was just a huge step forward, but away from the fanfare, away from the good stories, away from Calgary fans being jacked up that a Stanley Cup been there, done that champion is coming to the team. 
by the time October rolls around, it's a new season. And what happens on the ice in Calgary is the only thing that's going to matter for people. What are realistic expectations for Nazem Kadri in Calgary this season? Be an enforcer. Don't do anything stupid, as we know he's done in Toronto in the past and also, too, in the playoffs. And be a contributor. I'm not – like, if you're a Calgary fan listening to this, do not expect him to live up to what he did last season. Last season was a career year. A lot of guys do it. A lot of guys peaked. I have the same take with Chris Kreider for you Ranger fans out there. But if you're Kadri – and also, I want to give a side note, too, to the Muslim Moss celebration. I think for where it was as well, it means a lot, considering the tragedy that did happen in London, Ontario last year in their Muslim community. So I just wanted to give a shout out to their. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Something I wanted to say, cause that was just a horrific tragedy that happened there. The other thing with that too, is, is that there is some kid that is of Muslim descent. That's going to see him lifting the cup and be like, Hey, that's me one day. So to grow the game in a community of hockey players where hockey's not exactly a big sport for them, it's huge. So I just wanted to give those two quick points off just addressing the whole, I don't know if it was the same mosque as the family did attend or not, but I just wanted to address that. But with Calgary, the Calgary uh, with Kadri though, like I said, I'd expect him probably in the 60 point range. You know what? If he can get 20 goals and say 40 assists. Good. I would let Jonathan Huberto be more of that anchor of the offense him along with I'm trying to remember the names I'm blanking on right now. Uh him, there's a couple other guys there too. So not I hope not you're not waiting for me to help you. I'm not waiting for you to help you. I just <laughs> I, I just I brain farted on my own. I don't have my information in front of me. Uh because usually the usual names I go to are gone, like Chuck and Goudreau. But yeah, so Jonathan Huberto, let him be the anchor. Jonathan Huberto is a younger player for Kadri. Be that grit grinder that you want. Have him be that guy that you know what. He's going to fuck shit up. He's going to draw penalties. For those of you out there who know him as a Leaf, that was a specialty of his when he was with the Leafs. He would draw penalties like crazy. Uh, they did it so much, start people calling him Nazem Kadri Bob Ross because that's how many uh, penalties he did. That's a shout-out to Steve Dangles, a huge Leafs fan, and big Leafs YouTuber, over, Leafs YouTuber. A lot of people listening probably know who he is. Even I know who Steve Dangles is. Exactly. He he did a segment on the show called Nazem Kadri Bob Ross where he would draw penalties. Um, but with Calgary as a whole, I'm going to say this right now. They're one of the best teams in the Western Conference, probably aside from Colorado. And I'm going to put Edmonton up there, even though I do have my lulls about them still. Um, and I know that's crazy take, but that's just me. But with Calgary, though, I you're one of the top. I'd say if you could pick six cup contending teams, they're in that six. Well, you're giving me the perfect transition here because I was reading a piece on Sportsnet about the Edmonton Oilers. It was from Mark Spector. And he was kind of laying out why the Oilers could be a legitimate Stanley Cup champion this season, which, you know, is weird because I think if they got there, all these Leafs fans and Habs fans who hate the Oilers will all be fans because it's amazing how Canada is just starving for a Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup, uh, even if it's not our own team, which always makes it always kind of makes me chuckle. Right. Um, yeah. But OK, so he laid it all out for them uh, and he said a lot of things, but. The end of his article is what I found the most interesting. And he kept it very Canadian based, but he said this, he said, quote, in Edmonton, it appears that the Oilers have jumped the hurdle that Toronto keeps stumbling over. They've developed something that Calgary is chasing and that chase will take the flames through Edmonton for the next several years. It's finally here, a team that could win it all. End quote. Now that's a lot of hype for a team that's been almost as disappointing as the Toronto Maple Leafs have been for years and years and years, and a team that has just learned how to squander first-round picks. But as Spectre did point out in his article, they're not squandering first-round picks anymore. 
huge expectations. I get Connor McDavid. I understand that he's one of the best players in the NHL. I refuse to commit. I refuse to commit to that because our big boss here says it's Austin Matthews. His partner says it's Connor McDavid. I know fuck all about hockey, so I won't take a stand. You can take a stand. You're Griff. I'm Ray, the fucking football guy, trying to talk about the ice game right now. But I'm going to ask you, should the Oilers be considered legitimate Stanley Cup champions? Um, but by the way, I'm just going to go on a side note quickly because I did screw up earlier. It, Tyler Toffoli, Andrew Mangiapane, and Huberto, those are the guys you're going to want to expect with Calgary to be per goal, more of the point producers and also too with Mackenzie Weger on the D, on the D slot in the first power play unit. Just so the audience knows, those names mean nothing to me. Edmonton has a very intriguing story. Their defense is not that good. I'll say this right now. They signed Darnell Nurse to a $9.5 million contract, which kicks in this year, which is not that all right. Um, you also have Cody CC and Tyson Berry and extensions, which is okay. My biggest question for them, like the Leafs, is still in goaltender. I love the guy. Nice human on the planet Earth, Jack Campbell. Can he handle the load of a true number one goaltender? By that, I mean 50 to 60 games, completely healthy. He's had his injury problems. He had the rib issue with the Leafs back earlier this year. And in the playoffs this year, he was the guy that he stole a few games, but at the same time, too, when he made mistakes, you could clearly see it. If you go back and watch the Game 7 film, as a goalie myself, I'm I'm your beer league goalie criticizing an NHL pro. He did some things where I'm just like, you don't do that, buddy, in the NHL. I'm going to take the side of – sorry, Dean. I'm taking the other side. Connor McDavid I'm going to stop you for one second, though. I'm going to stop yeah. you for one second before you lay your argument. Yeah. First of all, I was a goalie in ice hockey. I was also a goalie in soccer. Oh, okay. And I guess you consider me a beer league goalie now in soccer. I don't play hockey anymore. And I ripped Alex Bono the other night. I've probably been ripping Alex Bono for three weeks, the goalie for Toronto FC, a game I, I can talk about. It. There's nothing wrong with a beer league goalie – ripping an NHL goalie. We still understand fundamentals. And I'll tell you one thing, Alex, I would have pushed the ball wide and it never would have been 2-1 against Montreal. Anyways, continue. You have all the right when you understand the position, and I say this all the time because people always say to me, Ray, you never went pro. You never played CFL. You never played NFL. How can you talk about offensive linemen like you're an expert? Because I played the position and I played it at high levels and I understand how to play offensive line. I played soccer. I understand the fundamentals of keeping. I understand the fundamentals of games I played. Not just as a fan but games i played you don't have to play at the pro level to understand the fundamentals so do never disgrace yourself griff for being a beer league goalie also and also i want to say this for the tfc people out there i am always been a quentin westberg guy that is me i have been a fan of q um that's what i call him. but back to edmonton if jack campbell can be that true number one goalie like we saw andre vasilevsky do like we saw igor shesterkin do it's good my one big takeaway from Edmonton, you have the two best players in the world. You take them out of a game, they're losing. It's that simple. If those two go off, it's fantastic. It's great. But it's like with the it's like with uh, NFL. I'm going to go to the NFL. Say if in a game, I'm going to give the Bills because they're the hot example, even though we hate them here. If you take away Stephon Diggs or Gabriel Davis from Josh Allen, he has to do it himself. It's the same sort of thing in Edmonton. You take away Connor McDavid, you take away Leon Draisaitl, you take away either one of them. You can beat them. We saw Kale McCarr do it. If you want to give a true lesson on how to shut down Connor McDavid, 
Go watch Kale McCarr's film from the Western Conference Finals. He is a masterclass at doing it. He did it perfectly, neutralized him. That's why Colorado swept him. That's why also my first ever betting article for Ray and the Dean Blundell Network was why I think Kale McCarr can win the Hart Award this coming season, plus 2,000 odds, I might add. So with that being said, I yeah, Edmonton's in the conversation. It's just a matter of, okay, here's the keys to the card. Now go drive it. That's what it is with Edmonton. It's like you have you have the tools. It's not like the Leafs where it's like you're trying to throw shit at the wall and expecting it to stick. You're with Edmonton saying that, hey, give 97 the puck, and he's going. It's like TFC right now. It's like the joke I make from kicking and screaming if those of you don't know the 05 movie with Will Ferrell. Pass it to the Italians. So think of what Toronto FC is like with the Italians, with Bernadeschi and Insignia. McDavid, Dreisaitl. That's a comparison. That's a fantastic comparison. And Griff... This music means that things have come to an end. So take a minute, tell the people everywhere where they can find you. Folks, if you want to find me, like Ray said earlier, at Griff Sports Talk, at Mr. Griff B on, tw- Griffin B on Twitter, at Mr. Griff B on Instagram. I don't know why I do it, but it is. If you want just betting videos, Griff bets an account I made because I was hacked by crypto people back in April. And as well for my writing, guys, at the Deep Bundell Network, just search my name. I wrote about hockey. I wrote about my experience with wrestling. I even wrote about the Hockey Canada scandal. And I'll be here all season long for you guys covering hockey, betting on hockey. Why? We want to win some money, and we want to make it rain. So, folks, buckle up because hockey season is coming in fast and furious, and I can't wait. Well, Griff, I really appreciate you coming on today, ladies and gentlemen. That is it for Ray's Sports Rant. We made a call to the bullpen. We brought in our hockey expert, Griff. I'm not going to try his last name again. Tomorrow, uh, we will have my boy, Mario Granada, coming in. Buffalo Bills content creator, also one of my co-hosts And Who's Got Next. He's going to break down the Buffalo Bills and the L.A. Rams as we try to get ready for this NFL season that's coming up in two days. That's it for now. Never forget, you're all legit, kid. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.